Welcome back to this week's edition of The Walkthrough. It's actually episode 30, and we don't have any Eric Simon holding us back. No broke agent. He's out at a speaking event. I am your host, Byron Lazine. And today on The Walkthrough, we have Katie Clancy. It's her first time moderating on The Walkthrough. She is the happiest person in real estate. I can attest to that. Uh, you can find her at the Katie Clancy on Instagram. She also has one of the most amazing brands in all of team real estate, the Cape House, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Welcome to the walkthrough, Katie. Thank you so much, Byron. I'm really happy to be here. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. We also have for the first time, Zach Faust. He owns Loft Realty, an independent uh, brokerage in Delaware. He's the number one followed real estate agent on all of TikTok, on all of the billions Shut of up. users. And he is number Zach. one followed with uh, over one and a half million followers. He has millions and millions and millions of impressions. He is at Zachary.loft on Instagram. And I'm really excited to have you on here, Zach. Really excited that you had me on. Can I let people know that I only had 24 hours notice? Yes, you, you, can, <laughs> you can let anybody know anything you want. Eric's uh, off. We need somebody. Listen. <laughs> this this we we check off the week's most trending topics every single week in real estate right here on the walkthrough and and it's timely content. This is going to be up today. So you sometimes sometimes professionals like yourself they get a little bit of short notice and returning to the walkthrough to help us here is Brooks Landry. He's from the Real Brokerage. You know him from Be a Realtor. He also owns Envision INVZN Media. He's at Brooks Landry Group on Instagram. He's battling the flu today. I'm struggling. He's not Michael a quitter. He is absolutely doing it. I, get, I give you some extra props, Brooks. I was getting ready for the show, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go off four dudes. Do any of them even know where their kids are right now? Like, is anybody, <laughs> do you even know what's for dinner? Like, this bitch had to figure all that out before I came on. Brooks is like running with the flu and dropping his kids off. I'm like, okay. If, all right. if I start, if I start sweating during this, listen, there's gonna be some mutes and some coughs, so I'll mute it and kind of move on. But I got my tea. I think I'm ready to rock. I may be a little cloudy, but you're let's, a warrior, let's roll. man. You're yeah. a warrior. <laughs> you're. You your sweats have nothing in comparison, though, to topic number one. Mm -hmm. Fanny, Fanny May wants us all to sweat out what is happening in the market. Okay, so they have this uh, Fannie Mae Home Purchase Sentiment Index, HPSI, okay? And the index decreased 4.1 points in October to 56.7. It's the eighth consecutive month where we've seen a decline on this index and it's the lowest since 2011 when they started doing the index okay uh let's go through a couple of the uh sentiments from uh from their audience here so good time or bad time to buy the percentage of respondents who say it's a good time to buy a home decreased from 19 percent to 16 percent mm -hmm. uh while the percentage who say it's a bad time to buy increased from 75 percent to 80%. Uh, good time, bad time to sell. Now at 51% saying it is a 
good time to sell. That's down from 59%. People that think it's a bad time to sell increase from 33% to 44%. Home price expectations, the percentage of respondents who say home prices will go up in the next 12 months decreased from 32% to 30%, while percentage who say home prices will go down increased from 35 to 37%. Uh, there's a couple other, we always link up all the articles in the show notes. There's a couple other, uh, you know, things that they measure. This is, a, this is all according to FannieMae.com. We'll put everything in the show notes as we always do. I'd also like to, Bobby, if you could uh, just share that KCM chart here. And uh, while here, here it is from Mark Fleming, chief economist from First American. When the, eco the economic uncertainty dust settles, those buyers and sellers who are on the sideline will jump back in the housing game. Demographic trends supported elevated purchase demand in the years to come. So it's a question of when, not if, for the housing market. I love when they pull quotes like this. They make it easy for us to digest. Mm. It keeps us sharp. And this is a really important message because what Fannie Mae is doing, if a consumer is just reading that um, on its face, and these are real feelings, the, these respondents, these are real feelings that are out there. It, it really paints a, a glim picture for the housing market. So um, we glim know. Or, or, or grim. Uh, grim. What the hell is a glim? I create words. And I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to stop. He's very that. glib in his grim yeah. forecast. Grim. Okay, so uh, th that being said, there will always be a time and a place where these people jump off the sidelines. But a lot of these respondents on the Fannie Mae index are sitting on the sidelines right now. Katie, what do you say to people who say it's a bad time to buy it's getting even worse uh, time to sell. They're sitting on the sidelines. What would you, as a real estate professional, say to sit sideline sitters? I ask them a question. What? Why? Why do you think that? What? Ma what makes you think that? And they'll quote some headlines, and that's you know er everything's true. And I actually posted about this yesterday. If you were on in the process of buying a house, you probably needed to, at least wanted to, and you put the brakes on suddenly, you don't stop needing to buy a house. You don't stop really probably wanting to either. Carry on, because here's why. If you look at what happened to the pandemic, we all froze like deers in the headlight. Talk about like uncertainty. We didn't know anything. We had nothing, no data to predict where we were gonna go from there. Yet the people who actually unfroze first were the winners. <laughs> in this case, we have data. We know what's going to happen. The Fed and the interest rates, this is all very predictable. It was done with purpose and it is, it's doing what, what it was supposed to do, scare people into stopping spending. It's, it's a larger economic picture that people are not understanding. If they just dig one step deeper and understand if they're the first ones to carry on and keep on going, they're going to be in the best shape. Zach, where do you take it? What do you say to sideline sitters? A very similar message of saying why. What's the perspective? Why are they why are they saying it's a bad time? Because for a, a second time seller versus a first time home buyer trying to get out of their parents right now, it's a different, different scenario going on right now. Shout out my Gen Z, you're struggling. So <laughs> but but first of all, why? And then and then getting the bigger picture. How long are you gonna be in this house? Um, for instance, you know, being a veteran, I work with a lot of PCSers right now that are in a tough spot, but but have different solutions. For instance, 
hey, I got to sell. No chance in hell. I, I'm not able to stay. I got to leave. And also, I can't afford my new mortgage because the military hasn't kept up with home prices, interest rates for their basic housing allowance, which now basically pays for their electric bill. <laughs> so to them, I say, go to how base housing, different solutions. And, and by the way, shout out to all our veterans. It's Veterans Day uh, weekend here. I, what both of you guys just said, asking the question, I'll go somewhere with a script for everyone and how to frame up this question. This is straight out of the Phil Jones book, exactly what to say. Help me understand, right? And so help me understand is a, is a, is a way to say why. Help me understand. And then you go to, for how long do you see yourself staying in? And that's the conversation you're having with vets, right? Military folks, hey, uh, I only see myself being here for the next 18 months, for the next 24 months, for the next 36 months. Yeah, sit on the sideline, please. Here's what I see over the next 36 months. Oftentimes with with military folks, in my experience, they're like, I don't care, Byron. I want to own anyways. Mm -hmm. I want to be a homeowner. I don't want to be on base like in Connecticut, that's like the experience, like, you know, the Navy base. It's like, Hey, I don't want to be on base. I, I want to own man. I, I don't care if I, if I lose a little bit, this is more important to my lifestyle, but um, help me understand for how long do you see yourself here? How long do you see yourself in this community? And if the answer is seven, 10 years, well, let's look back on what happens every single decade. You, your home will appreciate decade over decade over decade. You can pick any 10 years that you want. That's going to be the case in 99 plus percent of markets. Brooks, uh, if you're still with us here, I'm can, here. I'm here. I just woke up. If you're navigating, <laughs> if you're navigating the flu, your message to people sitting on the sideline in San Francisco in your market. It's, it's very similar. Uh, the three of us have the same thought. The four of us have the same thought. I mean, consumer confidence. Think back on the last three years. For the most part, buyers have been kicked in the butt, really. Right. Like they went from the pandemic hitting, are we crash? Is the economy crashing to an immediate explosion in the housing market, especially out here in the Bay Area, went absolutely through the roof. They went from having a little bit of competition to competing with 20 or 30 different people per property. And then they take a breather back and now interest rates have doubled. So naturally that mixed with headlines and media and you throw a little sprinkle of that into it. Um, I don't blame them. I don't, I mean, it, I totally get it, understandable, but essentially the same type of thing is what is the game plan? What was the overall goal when you started the process and kind of really break down the, the whole reasoning for wanting to purchase a property? Exactly. Brooks, just because like you said that, do you have buyers, though, on the opposite side that are being unlocked because now they're facing new issues that they don't necessarily care about? Maybe they can't afford the mortgage interest rate, but they are they got their ass handed to them for two years by getting over asking offers that were killing them. Because we've had a lot of people unlocked now that are like, I'd love to come back and buy now yeah. because – I want, yeah. I want the money back. Well, in even this this season, I think a lot of that when this poll was taken, I'm assuming the fourth quarter is always a little bit slow. Right now, in one of the towns we sell in, sixty thousand homes, uh, sixty thousand homes within the city. There's twenty houses on the market, so there's absolutely no inventory. I've got three of those twenty, so so there is there's nothing out there. Um, the only, you know, I started in residential real estate before the mortgage space in 08 and 09. I really got into residential full time, which is a hell of a time to get into real estate. But the, this, right. So the, I think the only thing similar to this market to any time anybody brings up 08, 09 and 10 is consumer confidence. I was 100 percent buyers at the time. And they simply said, what if I wait a couple months? 
you know what 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 just happened so i mean th there is a fine line there but i feel them you know the last few yeah. years has been brutal and, and this the, to your point this, uh these respondents uh were in october so, so this is a mm -hmm. recent feeling with, with uh many folks that we're dealing with who want to buy sell and invest in real estate bobby if you could put the kcm chart back up when the economic uncertainty uncertainty dust settles those buyers and sellers who were on the sideline will jump back in the housing game okay we know this to be true forever and always meaning do you want to make if you're a buyer do you want to be in it when everybody's rushing and you that. want to be yeah. a follower to that herd or do you want to be warren buffett and making decisions when everybody's going one way and you can find a deal right now if going back to for how long do you see yourself being here, that all makes sense and that's in alignment. Especially with what happened this morning with the with the news of infa inflation easing and you saw an immediate stock market yeah, just did. pump. So yeah. I, I haven't even checked. I saw something about the NASDAQ was up 6% a few minutes ago. Dogecoin! Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brooks, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Who, uh, agents, are we following the 10-year? Mortgage rates are about to dip right now. Yeah. 100%. Which, which, which we were talking 9%. But guys, this ago. is the thing. So so consumers, and we're consumers, and we're, we are as guilty of it, maybe not quite as guilty as the general public, but the general public, God love us, we're distracted, we're kind of lazy, we're not that smart. So if we're going to see a headline that's saying it's bad to do this, it's good to do that, we're, we actually do, we follow those headlines, even if we call ourselves educated and informed. We're, we don't take the time to do what you just said. We don't take the time to look at the newspaper this morning. I mean, Brooks, that's news I hadn't read this morning. Yeah, like that's kind yeah. of important. But we, we, we're just we don't pay attention, and we're so vulnerable to just being pushed to believe whatever anybody wants to tell us. I had a conversation with a client of mine last night, and just kind of going over you know the thought process and the strategy. We just did a price modification on this property, and kind of the next strategy to rebrand the home. And he had brought up. What are your thoughts when the news comes out in the next few days or tomorrow uh, with inflation easing? And I think you would see that immediately. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully that brings a little bit of confidence back. One of the stats on that on that report, Byron, was 85 percent polled are confident that they're still going to have a job, which is good. Right. I, I, I look at that as a little bit Not of a positive. Twitter. Yeah, no kidding. Or, <laughs> or Meta. you know, and I'm sorry. Meta for the 11,000 at Meta, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we start to see a little bit of an adjustment in this. And, um, you know, I think towards the beginning of the year, at least out here in the Bay, around February, the end of January, things really start to kind of pick up. So I, I think- It's it's interesting because you're in the Bay and a lot of people are losing their tech jobs in the Bay right now. What, what, what do you, just Brooks, just quickly, because those are big national headlines. Are you seeing, you know, an impact in, in terms of your market with people losing their jobs? I, I haven't yet. I think it's too early. And I would say a majority of my clients in the East Bay, they travel, they'll, they'll travel to Twitter or any tech job in the South Bay or, or Peninsula. It hasn't really hit us yet, but um, a majority of my clients are, are in the tech space. So I think that's, that's a wave that we'll probably feel in the, in the coming months. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, hit, hit the Hit the thumbs up if you're on YouTube and you just think Brooks is crushing it, fighting through this flu, being being MJ. In, Am I glistening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, listen, the, we got to go deeper than the headlines. 
we, we need to be more educated than anybody else. We're the leaders of our community. I've been talking yeah. a lot about that. Like who's going to lead through 2023. If you're listening to this, it's going to be you. I want to be sharp. I want to stay on my game. I want to add more value. I'm one of the ways I'm doing that is with, with keeping current matters data, try kcm.com forward slash bam is how you can get some of this stuff and try it for free. You can try it for free. Try kcm.com forward slash bam or no try kcm. It, the link's down below. I can't remember what it is. It's something like that. And um, try KCM forward slash BAM.com, whatever the heck it is. It's down below. HTTPS. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you have a flu too? Are you, are you sick, Byron? Actually, I've been Sounds sick. Sounds like two, a stroke. I've been sick for two weeks. Yeah. No, I, I literally have been. Um, my ear, I was on a flight on Saturday. And my ear still hasn't adjusted from the flight. You know, when oh your ear God. pops, yeah. it's still yeah. because I'm because like I'm sick and I got all this like crap going on. Mm -hmm. The ear is just then I got one working ear. Anyways, I'm, I, I didn't want to bring that up because you're battling the flu over here. I'm just who's sicker? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually missing my left foot. I forgot to mention. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, <my bad. laughs> Hit, hit, hit the thumbs up for missing the left foot in yeah, one year. You know? All right. Try, try KCM uh, down below. The link The link is below. You can try that for free. It's a way to stay sharp and, and get more educated on the market. Uh, topic number two. Kind of in line with, you know, what we just talked about. Here's the Black Knight Home Price Index, okay? Um, they just came out with this for September 2022 Mortgage Monitor. Mortgage holders lose $1.3 trillion in equity in quarter three as price corrections continue. Okay, so this is national numbers. Uh, home shed 2.6 of value over the past three months. All right. That $1.3 trillion in home equity loss is the largest quarterly decline on record. Uh, th there's a great tweet. Uh, for, from this Black Knight data that if you could show that, Bobby, this is from Lance Lambert. I mentioned him, I think, last week on the walkthrough, and I know a couple of people hit me up and said, hey, you know, thanks for this follow. He's with Fortune Magazine. Um, he, he talks about housing all the time, and you can see in this chart, we've just been on this, this huge upswing for tappable equity, and now it's going on the, on the decline and we've seen our largest quarterly decline on record, according to BlackKnightInc.com. Katie, let's start with you. Your thoughts on people losing perceived equity. I'm going to go back to where we're not a smart bunch. <laughs> so if you look even, I don't know, maybe it's the second paragraph in the vast majority of the people who lost this equity purchased in 22, which we're still in, and late 21. So, okay, all right. So that's like looking at the stock market, you know, a month ago, today, I guess it's better. When, when you're not, you know, when you're 25 and you just invested for your retirement, okay, okay, it's a long game. Anybody who needs to get out of their house in the next year or so who just bought it has bigger problems yeah. than what we're reading in these headlines. The, the equity is, is if they're that much of a hurry, that's, that's there's something else going on. And yes, they're going to suffer, but probably lots of other ways too. And that goes back to the conversation for how long do you see yourself in, in the, yeah. in the are, were you, you a flipper? Flip yeah. But right. here's the thing. When we were selling those houses for these insane prices, the best of us were saying, uh, listen, 
we don't know where this is going to go. This is unprecedented, you know, in, increase in, in equity here, you know, and you, but what's going to happen in two years? I don't know. So you need to be prepared to hang on to this house for a little while. Cause if you're, I told everybody, if this is something you're going to flip, go home, call me in a couple of years. Nationally, 3.6% of buyers are either underwater or have less than 10% equity. Pretty, pretty small number. Uh, if you go back to 08 numbers, that's very small, roughly half of the uh, pre-pandemic sure his, but what historically, they're not talking about oh, go on sorry sorry no please. i'll just finish a historically an extremely low share 0.84% are in negative equity positions a historically an extremely low share it's a message that needs to get out katie uh, go ahead finish your point and then we'll go to a lot of these stats are missing they're not so we're, we're comparing everything to to an irrational period of time that is not of course the changes are going to be huge of course we're going to have all these drops because we're correcting we really are we're getting back to normal and so we're getting really excited about these big changes in a short period of time but uh, we predicted them. They were, this was expected to happen. I would rather see us pulling out a much longer, almost skipping the past two years and starting, you know, 2019 being the latest comparison you make. Mm -hmm. Great Zach, call. your, Zach, your thoughts. Yeah. The, the, the correcting uh, verbiage is what I'm really hanging on is, is we're, we're in that correcting phase. Nothing since March, 2020 until recently has been normal. Nothing about it from uh, outside of just housing. I mean, do you guys remember this all started with a bat? Like nothing about this was normal. <laughs> but and, and like and it? like you were talking about Brooks, like yeah, we did it. And like you were talking about Brooks, like you don't have anything. Like when's the last pandemic-led inflation goes yes. skyrocketing because right. the loan rate from the government was zero percent? When's the last time we see on a graph that happen? Right. Like because people are like, oh well, interest rates were like this in the eighties, and your house was worth sixteen thousand dollars. So. <laughs> Zach, I knew I could count on you to try to get this show canceled. The, the bat, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, but but it's a it's a correcting phase because if yeah. you look at that graph, the, the one thing that I view it as is if you look all the way to the left, that went from like ten thousand to ninety two hundred. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to rob the grocery store because they lost $800 in tappable equity that they're not going to tap because it's technically tappable, but not really accessible if you're going to pay a 9% interest rate on it. That's right. So, so, so who really honestly cares? You're rich, but you're not. So a lot of these people that bought in 2020, 2021, or early 2022 that have all this equity, it's there and it's not. So you walk in and you get an extra 80 grand than you were expecting. It comes back 20. That's a correction, not a crash. That's normalizing. It's still a win. You're, it's you're a, still it's the dumbest. Like people just, people can't see their past their own nose. You're, you, you're leaving the blackjack table with a little less black chips. And, yeah. and, but you were up like crazy. And I yeah. think that even that, that like Katie and, and Zach were Brooks, saying. Brooks, by no. the way, you, you should see Zach on the blackjack table. It'll make you take your chips and run with some of the, oh. with some of the moves that he pulls in the blackjack table. It'll, it'll definitely make you pull your, your chips up and just walk the other way. You know, I, I give that analogy of blackjack. Every time I play with my wife, she scares the hell out of me. And she's like, what are you hitting that for? And I like have to sit four seats over. I'm not even allowed to play. I'm like, I'm just going to go hit some slots. You know what I mean? So I'm not even a blackjack guy. I'm a I'm but, a roulette guy. I'll convince yeah. myself I got the math and just knowing I don't. Oh, dude, I all long. Yeah. Zach is toxic on the Las Vegas uh, floor. He he is a bad luck charm. Eric, 
Eric would yeah. attest to that, Zach. Dan, yeah, Dan lost back to back. I was fully, I was supporting, and he. It just was came. your no. It was your fault. Anyway. Oh, I know. I know. He blamed it on me. That's fine. Yeah. That's Anyways, fine. Go, go ahead. Somebody, somebody's got to be the fall guy. Go ahead, Brooks. Yeah, golf. The, I, I lost my point. Um, but I love it. Love the stories. The I think the nationally three point six percent of borrowers underwater or, or have less than ten percent equity. I mean, compared to uh, also I, again, it always kind of, everybody seems to compare everything back to the big financial crisis in 08, 09, and 10. I feel like I always bring that up on the show because a lot of the stories kind of come from that. And there's a lot that's being brought back from that. But we're talking about fully underwritten borrowers that this is a process where they went through, you know, uh, you know, whether it be DU approval, fully underwritten approval, there is no state deals. There's, there's none of the no income, no asset deals that kind of pushed everything below before. I like that 3.6%, but then again, how much of those people were putting FHA or were the VA buyers, right? That went in with 100% financing, took advantage of, of what they deserve. But, and low you know, interest when the, rate. Exactly. An incredibly low interest rate. So again, I was in that conversation with my client that I referred to uh, referenced earlier. Uh, we, we said the same thing. I'm like, listen, you know, you're still up significantly from when we have that. We just need to be patient. We need to continue with the path. Can you continue with the strategy? You're going to come up a winner versus where we were in 19. So let's just be patient. And that's the, working. that's the message. Agents, yeah. team leaders, brokerage, brokers. That's the message out there. You are still up big time overall mortgage holder equity is still five trillion dollars that's plus 46 percent above pre-pandemic levels going back to the last index is it a good time to sell well if you want to wait make way more money than you could have in 2017 2018 2019 and you have a need to sell then absolutely it's a great time to sell you're going to make way more money than you did during these last two crazy years uh before those last two cr crazy years rather uh katie final thoughts before we move on um, I just think we all need to take a big grand view at this and understand that this is completely normal. That, and, but it's great because while this chaos is happening, there's opportunity. And we're forgetting about like this is like at least around my market. This is buyer season. This is investor season. While everybody else is Christmas shopping. So it, not that, only that's do they true have for that. Cape. That's true for Cape Cod right now. Is a good, it's a good buy time. Yep. Yep. Well, we're, we got set. They already know what their winter plans are going to be there. The, so the investors are looking for their summer homes. They know that they're going to have to spend a few weeks shopping, set a, spend a few weeks closing and spend a few weeks renovating. And then it's the rental season starts. So they have to be on the market ready to rent. We need a BAM event this summer on the Cape. Hit the thumbs up button. Let us know in the comments if we should do some kind of little BAM, maybe maybe mastermind or something on the Cape in the summer. What a, what a great time to be I'll there. I'll fly home for that. I'll fly home it's for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Brooks, is a, Brooks is a mask guy. Maine guy oh, for Maine. Oh, for Maine? Maine? Yeah, yeah. But I, that's a good excuse to come home. I got that family works. in New Hampshire, so. All right. Uh, you all have family on Cape Cod. We can make this happen. Nobody tell Eric. Don't tell him in the comments. <laughs> don't let Eric know we're doing a big BAM event. I don't think he's going to be invited. All right, let's go to, let's go to topic number three. Uh, this is a BAM article. You can get this on brokeagentmedia.com. Zillow survey reveals biggest misconceptions in today's market. Okay, so we've got bi uh, buyers' biggest misconceptions in today's market, and then we've got the sellers. Uh, I'll, I'll list them out, and then let's just go around and let's say whether we think these are valid or not. Okay, so these are these are it's a Zillow survey saying these are the buyers' biggest misconceptions. Nearly half of agents surveyed, 46%, say aspiring homebuyers believe home prices will fall significantly. 
and 35% say buyers think it's best to wait until high mortgage rates come down. Seller's biggest misconceptions in today's market. Uh, multiple offers on their home, 81%. According to agents polled, uh, 81% say sellers are expecting multiple offers. It's a misconception. Uh, a price above market value, is 79% are saying that that's a misconception sellers are having. A quick sale, 79%. And no need to cut their listing price, 74%. There's a lot there on the seller side. Uh, you get jump in wherever you want. Yeah. Katie, Katie, go ahead. You can start. So this has a lot to do with how you set their expectations. So it's really our job to, to fix this. So the way I'm dealing with it with sellers is the biggest distance back we're looking is three months and we're looking much closer at the past six weeks of what has happened in the dynamic. So if someone says, I think my house is worth 600. Okay, great. Let's see what the strategy was that people who got their house to sell for 600, where did they price it? What did they do? And I just share the data and we work together to, to pick the price. And it's almost always 575. And, and, and we tell them that the higher they go, the more vulnerable they are to a, a change in the market and the market's changing quickly. So the don't more be vulnerable dumb. they are. I like that. I like that's a note. That I'm that I'm taking myself. I like. Okay, that so we did, that. let me tell you what we did with this one. The property is worth about eight hundred. We could make an argument for it to be worth eight thirty to sell for eight thirty. So we looked and and saw like what I did the strategy that I just described. So we looked at people who had priced between eight and eight twenty five, and people who had priced between seven ninety and eight hundred. The the lower priced list price folks sold faster with fewer reductions and for more money. Mm -hmm. than the guys who listed just over eight. So that's the kind of conversation we're having. I'm just showing them the data. It's not just my opinion. It's not just my gut. I know I'm right, but I'm showing them and, and engaging them in the process because it's so hard to like shove it down their throat. If you just hand it to them, I know you're a smart, informed consumer. Check it out. What do you think? What should we do? How we explain these, you know, these changes in the market, it really does matter. The language that you use, you're more vulnerable if you take this path, that's a great. really great way of, of explaining it. Uh, go ahead, Zach, jump in there. Yeah, the, the pathway and going down the pathway of where their insecurities and where their questions about the market lie with a seller, because you got to set the expectations and the questions are only getting tougher and the conversations are only getting, you know, a little bit more uneasy. But but that's conversations that experienced agents like ourselves have had plenty of times just four and five and six years ago about price improvements and reductions about how to strategically market. Like in our listing price area, we're, we're looking at the $25,000 increments on like public search sites, getting back to being the best one, or you gotta be on the pedestal. You gotta be one, two or three best home within that area. And boom, we're going to go off. And maybe that means we're sacrificing 15,000, but to say, you know, multiple offers, and, you know, quick turnarounds and good contingencies are inaccessible now. No, it's just they're priced lower now. You, you can get those results. You just got to price for those results. What, what Zach said there is anybody who's trying to get more listings, to, to win more listings at the table, what Zach just said is really important. A lot of agents go in with the mistake of, I'm going to bring a CMA. I'm going to show you comps. I'm going to show you what yesterday's prices look like. What Zach's doing is let me show you what our competition is. And in this pricing category, as buyers search, they search a specific way. Let's be the best home in that 
price range. Yep. Let's mm -hmm. showcase our value to the market by understanding who our competition is today, not yesterday. And that yeah. skill set only came from, and I still use it, I teach our team from getting FISBOs. When I got into the industry, I didn't know anybody. I got in at 23, military guy, all my friends were broke. Like, so I need to go make friends. And so I found FISBOs. I'm like, okay, these are people raising their hand. Hey, I you want to sell my home. You friends at FISBOs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. I just want people to cool. pictures. Um, but they, you know, they raise their, I want to sell. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. So I would go there. And when I got there, all I would do is talk to them about Zillow and how to improve the positioning, how to get higher ranked, how to order the pictures. Let me shoot a video walkthrough for you. That'll notify everyone that has it shared, pricing strategy, all that, and helping them there. And by the end of it, they asked me about the listing process and what it would look like to work with me because I showcased the value first. And that's what we do at our listing appointments now too. And that's the market we're moving into. It's not just working on the past six months data. Hey, what's the appraiser gonna say? It's how do we effectively position ourselves on the pedestal as one of the best homes available to the public in this price point. The guy with a million and a half friends on TikTok still looking for more friends. Still a looking. No kidding, right? My ads on Craigslist. I'm still getting hits. <laughs> I love the hunter mentality there. Uh, Brooks, uh, final thoughts on this before we go to the to the Instagram topic. Yeah, these misconceptions just break down to a lack of education to the clients. And that's part, that's our job is to explain the process, explain where you may or may not be vulnerable, depending on where you're listing your property at. I've, you know, I've always, uh, well, I ran into a situation a couple months ago where, you know, the agents listing properties for sale weren't calling around. I do my best to get as much info out of pending properties that are that are actually about to close escrow in order for me to put together a market analysis. So I'll do a video, um, kind of a loom video or a bomb bomb video going over the MLS before I even get to the house. And I'll show them all the data from pending sales to active homes, what your competition looks like, how they strategize, right? You know, where their list price was versus where we're suggesting. So it boils down to education. I think Absolutely. With that. Uh, and 87% of agents fail. So it's not, not a shocker that 80% of agents feel this way. Any single market, any single time in the history of all markets, there have been multiple offers on listings when the property's positioned the right way. There have been homes that go above market value in every single market, no matter what the market value is. There have been quick sales in every single market. It's about positioning and to Brooks point, uh, educating them on how to be in the best position. Brooks, I think I, I cut you off slightly there. Was there a final part to no, that? Or? No, okay. no, no, you, you just answered it. Thank you. I mean, I, your voice as you go with the flu, it just gets weaker and weaker. So I, I thought I'd come in there and just, I, I I'm, I'm at a standing desk. Like I may sit down so I don't, so I don't, yeah, don't, don't <laughs> fall down, please. Okay. Uh, final topic here, Instagram, they continue to make changes to the platform. This is a, a BAM article, brokeagentmedia.com. We'll link it down below. There's two new Instagram features. Okay. So the CEO came out with and explained these uh, just this past week. Number one, which I think is the most relevant to our community, uh, you know, so posting a whole bunch of social content would be scheduling posts on Instagram. The second one is they redesigned the website, Instagram.com. Can we all agree? We don't even need to talk about that one. That's not really that relevant. They're, they're redesigned, but, but scheduling posts is relevant. It's a question that a lot of agents have. How do I schedule my posts? I want to go to Zach first on this. I think there's a lot of agents, Zach, that look up to you. You, you have accumulated a huge social media following between TikTok, Instagram, and all of the different platforms. Number one, are you posting 
your content personally or somebody else posting it for you? And then number two, how do you feel about, uh, you know, having the ability to schedule posts on Instagram? Will you or the person posting do that on your behalf? So I have two different, uh, two different opinions on First of all, thank you for the kind words. Um, it, social media is definitely where we got our come up. I'm, I would a hundred percent utilize the feature and here's why are, are you, are you posting your content personally or I am else? posting my content on TikTok okay. and on Instagram physically now, Zach yeah. is posting his content. Okay. And Correct. So you, yes. you like the scheduled. Why? I, I do like the scheduled for the reason of I already batch content. I'm uh, one of the least patient people you've ever met in the micro. I'm very patient in the macro, but give me a 48 hour span of knowing I have a gift to give you. Like I'm going to give it to you. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, Christ, Christmas it. is tough. Oh, it's awful. That's yeah. why I don't shop till like the 23rd. Right. Give everybody their gifts. <laughs> um, but uh, so in macro, I'm very patient micro. I'm awful. So, um, the uh, when I batch together 12 to 18 piece of content I really like I'm like the world needs these three posts a day and and then I'm like shit I ran out all my content so that'll be for me a, a good bracing system here's what I what I really like about it and I'll give the opposite Instagram is late to the party but they're focusing on the creator uh, they're focusing on the needs of the people bringing the content uh, for the for up until really YouTube and especially TikTok broke that norm of focusing on the consumer and their needs uh you know TikTok really grew extent like insanely mainly focused on making the creator's experience great because when you're making the creator's experience great creators create better content for your consumers yeah so instagram is doing that they're still going through the backlash it's always temporary people forgot about all the things they were mad about two months ago at instagram so they're still going through that and what i think this is going to do especially going with the second update, which you'll get into of being able to be online. I think this is very built out for businesses like ours to be efficient for somebody to be able to go in and post 20 times for you through a computer program. I don't know though, in the long term, if it's going to lead to what's already happening, which is a very saturated market of realtors creating content for other realtors and failing to create for their own clientele. Agree with that. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to put that on steroids, uh, because I've, I've even personally, as of April of last year, turned the switch completely back on making any content for realtors, because when I make content for clients, clients love it and realtors love it. Yep. But when I make content for realtors, Instagram's like, who the hell, what are you doing? You know, the, the algorithms can't keep up. So I, I think this would give someone the opportunity to put steroids on going the direction they're going, but they really need to lock in on who their niche is before this happens. Cause it could be just a conglomerate of noodles on the wall that Instagram's like, what the, what the F I want, I want to react to, to what you just said there. Uh, now, if you're, if you're just wondering though, before I do that, um, how you can actually schedule these, the, the BAM article, broke agent media, com which we'll link in the show notes actually it's a blueprint to exactly how to do it number one you create the post number two at the end you tap on advanced settings number three you slide the tab schedule this post it, it goes right through it there are four easy steps to be able to do this it's a blueprint in the article which we'll link below for you to do that i, I do want to before i go to uh katie and brooks i want to react to what you just said if you're an agent and i see this with like agents less than 12 months in the business creating content for other agents and, and that's what you really enjoy. Ask yourself, 
What's my North star? What's the number one thing I want to accomplish this year? Is it to do more deals local in my community? Well, is my content supporting that North star? If you like uh, creating a bunch of content, then do it here on BAM. This is the biggest media company in all of real estate. We're growing into that, into that field. And so reach out to us and you, and you can be on here and, and do it. I would also say if you're a recruiter, if you're a team leader, you should be doing a little bit of that. And I, I am a team leader and I have, uh, you know, bam. But still, if you look at a lot of my content, there are so many consumer nuances in it because it's important to reach a broader audience no matter right. what you're doing. Yeah. And somebody is going to lead your community with local content. It might be a TikTok blogger who's just doing voiceovers, who's not even in real estate right now. The question is, is it going to be you as the real estate professional? Uh, Brooks, and then we'll go to Katie. Brooks, your thoughts. Yeah, I like it. Um, I saw it actually come out a couple of days ago. Immediately sent it to my business partner, Roland, because we just spent an insane amount of money on an app to do this exact same thing. But amongst, amongst a bunch of other, I mean, there's a lot of other features that goes to it. I'm like, look at this. But no, I love it because we batch content. We're in the studio for a couple hours, shoot 30, 40 different videos and kind of have it all rolled out, ready to play. Um, I'm with you, Zach. I agree 100%. I do think that the agent needs to be significantly more consumer focused. And if you're trying to quote unquote, impress the realtors by impressing the consumers and showing the production well, and showing what you do. Well, Brooks, we'll act like we're the only ones on the show, but I know you get this. Like in the case of creating a mass amount of content, I really truly believe the middle class, like it's almost like those games where you got to get to the finish line. There's like a wall slowly closing, taking people out little by little. If you're not raising the game and your ability to create content, that wall is going to smash you. And yeah. for a lot of people, I truly believe it has, honestly, that some people just haven't got it, won't got it, can't get it. And, yeah, and, and, and oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, the, the scheduling side of things is bringing more levels of commercialism. And and like like somebody like Gary Vee say that, you know, eventually it's going to be like recommended programming on a TV scale just in short form. It, we're going to get right back to where we started just instead of channels. It's just going to be thumb movement of stuff that the program knows we liked from extremely high level creators. Katie, agree or disagree? Scheduling posts is going to dilute content on IG. It could, but I'm counting on Instagram to, well, I'm counting on a platform to come in and intermediate before that happens. Be real. To make it, it's already here. Saying, yeah. In, you're a, you're a be, hold on, Katie. You're I, a be real. What? No, I, so no, 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 no. I'm not a be real fan. I think be real's my space, but I do think be real invented a new form okay. of social media like TikTok did. Um, do you they invented a new algorithm. I think the concept of Be Real is a whole new variant that will get explored in depth, like okay. TikTok now. You guys, I have direct market research happening in my home. I have a 15-year-old, so yeah, yeah, I'll rent her out. It's, it's like. because it's the forced, the forced and guaranteed and certified authenticity. Like, yeah. you, she's using Be Real. She is. Okay. Apparently, I've been on there. Oh, Gen Z, uh, I'm not, I have the app. I don't utilize it. It's very tough to get business from it, but that's why a lot of people love it. For now. There's, yeah, no, Eric, there's no entrepreneurial content going out. It's just content. If Eric was on today's show, he, he would get up on his, you know, grandstand and tell you to be testing it and to be doing, I, I, I think Be Real is, is very early. 
um, you know, somebody who's deep into it, like we are maybe monitoring it from afar. I wouldn't, I would not go and start your be real campaigns thinking you're getting business in 2023. Katie, your, your final thought on this. Yeah. Um, what, what's to be with Hootsuite? Meaning Hootsuite is, yeah, I think all these, you, right. you're saying Hootsuite's done. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you. Uh, unless you're a, a media company running a whole bunch of different clients where a Hootsuite or a Sprout Social, the, these these apps, Instagram, Facebook, they're all building this tech inside of whether it's ads manager on Facebook or TikTok. You, you know, so I agree. I think I think you know everybody who's built a, a Canva business is vulnerable to to that same point in a different analogy. Like they're all coming out with their own features that's making it easier for everybody to just use the app and get everything done inside the app that's what they want you to do spend more more time on there i did hear one counterpoint to to scheduling um that's different from from anything we've talked about and that's well if it's being scheduled and you're not on there to engage in the comments then you're losing engagement you're losing that connection with your audience I don't know that necessarily you'll lose views right now uh, because Instagram reels and TikTok is awarding great content and the, the great content is going to take off whether you engage in the comments or not. But, but I would agree that you will lose that deep connection with your, your real fan base, the, the people that really like you on these platforms if you're not in there in the comments and in the DMs with them in, re, in close enough to real time. <laughs> Brooks, my, my, my thought process, <clears throat> excuse me, with this is um, you should be, again, going back to building content for the consumers. I, I always tell everybody on daily calls that are that are that are considering our services with a vision. It the, the social media things, the sexy likes, the follows, the growth, you're going to have that as you stay consistent with this. But as you continue to build your content, you need to be CRM focused. It needs to be database focused. The people that see you at open houses, the leads that picked up the phone when you blew them up a hundred times, everybody that's heard and seen your voice, that's where your content needs to hit on a consistent basis. The cherry on top is the growth through social media. Unless you're looking, unless your goal is to be an influencer. Yeah. Zach, your final thought. That that's what I want to say, Brooks, is is the amount of of in speaking engagements and podcasts that I have turned down of people that just want me to talk about how to grow on social media. I think it is the most overrated thing in our industry. Mm -hmm. I think you can make millions of dollars and never shoot a single piece of content for Instagram or TikTok. I think you can be a LinkedIn star, a blogging expert, a door knocking czar. Like you can be a million different things in our industry. That's a beautiful part about it. And there have yeah. been so many people at like scaling wise. I don't think there's any place better to grow, but ratio wise, I have 1.6 million followers. I'm probably mm -hmm. getting two or three deals from it a month. So if you look at the scale of it, right? It, it's now I think there's a place for it. And I think there's a positioning place for it. Like, go ahead. I was going to say, check out the podcast I just did with Tim Smith. It's on, it's on the BAM YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. The content that Tim produces is all consumer facing. The dude never leaves Newport beach, California. He loves it. He speaks it with a real passion and he drops some real sales nuggets in that podcast that will help you unlock exactly what Zach is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you're gonna like for example, like I am in love in next year, and I and I do have a talk about this in 2023 and YouTube Shorts. 
because mm-hmm. of the SEO behind yeah. short form and being, you know, baby daddy's Google, like that's helpful, you know, and the whole like China thing could pop back up for TikTok. It could be gone at a snap. Oh, Instagram's 100%. not ready to house that traffic. Who takes it? YouTube. And it's SEO. So your videos could pop up for years. But what all I'm only saying that is spend your time wisely in the form of where are you going to position this? Mm-hmm. Who is this for? Like literally ask yourself that. Who is this for? And that'll help you make client facing versus agent facing content. And why not put out video text? Like we have video texts that go out to our clients and action plans. We have videos on landing pages. We have videos in our transactional process, our training process. There's other places you can put video content that's of value other than just doing a dance on TikTok. <laughs> and pointing yeah. to the Yeah, to yeah, the yeah. And there's area. there's there's places for that. And there's business to be hokey pokey and yeah, <laughs> I've been on TikTok since April of 2019. Nobody thought that was cool. Not mm-hmm. a soul. So if anyone's a proponent for it, it's me. But it definitely needs to get lowered down in the priority rankings of some people's businesses. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Great to- I love that. Hit the hit the thumbs up button if you think that this crew here, Katie and Zach and Brooks, is just amazing. I really do. Let Brooks me with the hundred and eight degree fever, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Just battling through. Let us know. Let us know in the comments your thoughts on all four of these topics. Uh, what you, what you learned from this conversation? What you thought was really insightful? Would love for you to consider subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to Bam. And if you want to support this show, the walkthrough, you know, for the whole entire 30 episodes, Keeping Current Matters has been the sponsor of this show. And if you, if you want to support this show, go check out the free trial with KCM. It keeps me sharp. I've been using way before they started sponsoring the show. I've been using KCM uh, data in the way that I speak to clients, the way that I help educate agents and for me to stay fresh. So if you'd like to support the show, they, they love this show and they're like, hey, Love the message that all you guys are putting out there. Uh, we want to be attached to it. And so we, we appreciate them. And follow these guys. Make sure you're following Katie on Instagram at the Katie Clancy. I know all three of these guys will answer your DMs. Okay. These are these are people that will answer questions if you've got them. I'm probably gonna make... audio DM you though, because that's yeah. my oh Zach's the, he's the pro at the audio DM. And I love that. I've been doing Just that amazing. a lot myself, Zach. I've been well it was a problem I had to solve. A lot of people thought I was this boring ass when I was lead genning and that showed me like what's up and they're like well, this is not what we were expecting. So I just started I, I, doing video and audio messages. It's a different I, I, I stole Ed Stulock's video back. The video response back immediately. It's a game changer. Oh, oh, dude. I have it on automation and they kill. Yeah. So so send Katie in the DM a video or a voice at the Katie Clancy, C-L-A-N-C-Y. Follow Zach on Instagram at Zachary Loft. That's Zachary Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y dot Loft. At Zachary dot Loft. And then uh, follow Brooks at Brooks Landry Group all on Instagram. Appreciate you guys. I, I, I definitely want to have everybody back. Brooks, we'll do it when you're healthy. Katie and Zach. First we'll time do it live on the Cape. L- listen, with no Eric, with no Danny Deals, one of the best shows ever, maybe the best show ever. I, I mean, think all time. I mean, Dan, when Dan is on the show, we're talking bottom of the barrel show, 27, 28, 29, 30. Uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric doesn't hold a candle to you guys. Love uh, what all you guys brought to the table here and appreciate you and appreciate all of you guys that listen in or watch every single week. Thank you guys.